When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. Folks, I talk about these guys every single week. Anything you could possibly need for your golf game is at WorldwideGolfShops.com. They've got equipment, gear, accessories, apparel, training aids, whatever you possibly need in order to get ready for this golf season. It's right around the corner. So excited. So go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today. You also know that we are always supported by our friends over at Cleveland, Srixon, Zegzio, and Asics. I have been playing their new equipment, especially from the Srixon ZX line for the last couple of months. I should say that I've been practicing with them because, as I mentioned, I can't wait to get back onto the golf course. It's right around the corner. I am looking forward to shooting my best scores ever with this new equipment. Be sure to go out to Cleveland, Srixon, Zegzio, or Asics to learn more about all their great offerings. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You know where to find me on social media, at Golf Unfiltered. You could send me an email, adam at golfandfilter.com, and many of you do, and I thank each of you for sending me your thoughts on past episodes as well as upcoming episodes that you want me to do. What I also uh, really appreciate about uh, what we are doing here most recently at the show, you know, people do reach out to me via email, and I got an email uh, from a listener who told me a lot about uh, memberforaday.com. Now, I hadn't heard of memberforaday.com prior to this email, and their founder, Eric Sedrance, is a uh, is an entrepreneur, an opportunist, and a philanthropist. We talk about all of this in today's episode, as he is our guest. And it's just incredible to, to hear the story from someone who was put into a situation that he did not anticipate, and I'm talking about COVID. And he, like so many others you know, was in a situation where he needed work and he saw this opportunity to kind of combine two of his loves, the game of golf, as well as helping others into what eventually became member for a day. And I got to tell you, I mean, the work that they have done, and this is a pretty new venture, by the way. I mean, I mentioned COVID and that was at the time of this recording, I mean, less than a year ago. He was able to form this entire uh, collective with, you know, a team and has helped raise over $750,000, benefiting a wide range of different nonprofits, organizations, uh, helping so many people. And, you know, it's funny because when, when I sit back and I think about, you know, what we do here at Golf Unfiltered, it's certainly not even in the same category as helping people. I mean, I hope that some of you like some of the things that we talk about and whether it be golf equipment or 
just even some of my bad golf thoughts. But when, when I hear about someone like Eric and what he has done with the time made available to him, again, in a situation that he did not ask to be in, but he capitalized on in all the right ways, man, that's just, it's, it's inspiring, you know? And, and, and I know we have a lot of small business owners that come on this show. We've got uh, entrepreneurs as well that come on the show and in many ways, they're not too different from Eric. And the one big difference, though, at least in my opinion, is while everybody wants to do something good in life, whether it be what you do as a career, whether it be who you help, you know, whatever it might be. Memberforaday.com and, and Eric, they were able to combine, like I said earlier, two loves into one so that it, it doesn't even feel like he's working. And he, and he, I'm using his words, you know, not to spoil too much of the interview. So as you listen to our conversation today, just kind of picture somebody who had this opportunity, who now goes about life just living, doing good things for others, and is able to call this a career as well. It's it's really refreshing to hear it. And, and he puts it so much better than what I'm doing right now. But I really want you to keep that in mind as you hear uh, and listen to this conversation that we have with Member for a Day founder, Eric Sedrance. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. As I mentioned in the introduction, really excited to welcome on for the first time, Mr. Eric Sedrance. He is a member for a day. And we're going to talk all about what that means. Eric, it's so nice to see you. Adam, thanks for having me on. So Member for a Day is a fantastic idea that we're going to dive deep into today in 30 minutes or less. Listeners, you know how we like to do it here. But Eric, before we get into it, why don't you give us a little bit of your background professionally as well as how you got started with Member for a Day? Yeah. So before COVID, I was running business development and partnerships for tech companies in New York City. And so that was my career for a really long time. And, um, you know, always loved golf. I always wanted to work in golf. I always dreamt of being a golf agent, um, but kind of realized that there weren't too many opportunities in that space. And so it led me down to the, the world of tech. And so, um, you know, I, I had started an Instagram account, I don't know, three, four years ago, just to document my travels. I, I had been fortunate enough to play some nice golf courses and took some photos along the way. And that was really it. Um, and then next thing you know, COVID happens and everything changes. Well, for a lot of us, um, yeah, uh, you know, and for me, I lost my job and that sort of sent me down this path of, of probably why we're speaking today. Yeah. COVID definitely, um, wait, wait, 10 years from now, five years from now, hell next month, we're going to be thinking back about COVID and just how it changed the lives of so many people and, and both, you know, good and bad ways. And it's a really promising thing to see that you were able to kind of just rebound so quickly and come up with just what is a fantastic idea in member for a day and listeners the website you want to go to is memberforaday.com and eric uh, as i understand it yeah. and we talked a little bit before today essentially as the name implies you are able to become a member for a day by way of auctions that are run for charity on your yeah. website 
And some of the events, the courses that you have available are absolutely mind-blowing. Do, do I have the premise down? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I think, you know, to some degree, we're putting the cart before the horse, right? Because if we just jump to there, it sounds like, you know, I started a company and I knew what I was doing and it's so far from the truth, right? Is, mm-hmm. you know, the truth is that I was unemployed. I left New York City. I, I went down to Hilton Head because my mother lives down there. And um, I just started feeling really guilty because here I was playing golf and going to the beach and figured that I could do something to give back to those less fortunate. And so I just launched a, a charity COVID auction in back in May of 2020 um, just to help others. I mean, that was, mm-hmm. that was like all I did. It was like, it was something to, cause I, I, I was unemployed. I, I needed something to do and I wanted to help others. And, um, you know, it just started out as this little idea, you know, I was hoping to maybe raise 10 grand. I raised over a hundred thousand dollars in a week oh, wow. and which equated to 10,000 meals for hospital frontline workers purchased at local restaurants, mainly in New York city. Um, and everything that happened from there was just so organic. And I can't stress this enough. Um, and so I never set out, I had no visions beyond that. It was, I want to raise some money. I want to help some people and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm glad you went down that path too, because the backstory, what we'd like to talk about here on the show is really just like the thought process that went behind what eventually became whatever it is that we're talking about. In this case, yeah. member for a day started as, as you put it, an idea where you wanted to help others at one of the most ridiculous, putting it lightly, uh, but not overstating it by any means times in anyone's life. And, you know, I have to give it, I have to give you props there, Eric, because I mean, that moment I would imagine when you're playing golf, when you're on a beach, like you said, and you had that moment where you had, you thought of others, you know, I'm not trying to blow smoke here, my friend, but that's, that's not a quality that a lot of people possess. Yeah, it's funny. I, I I remember I had gone for a bike ride, and I and exercise is especially for me is really good. It it allows me to think differently and kind of escape, you know, these things, which takes up way too much of my time. And um, I came back, and I my really good family friend and my mother were having dinner, and I just said, you know, I'm not going to look for a job anymore. I'm just going to do something creative and try to find a way to, to raise money for charity. Hmm. And I, I swear, at least from my perspective, they kind of thought I was a bit crazy. Um, <laughs> because you know, I was like, what do you mean? Like, you're, you're just not going to get a job. Like, you're just going to, what are you like going to become a monk or something? Um, but I don't know. It just, it's, it just felt right. And I was tired of doing things because society told me I was supposed to do them. And for Mm -hmm. once I wanted to just do something because it felt right. And it felt um, like I was passionate about it in my heart. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of times, especially as entrepreneurs, you know, we go through the steps, we build a business plan, we do market scenarios, we, you know, address the, the, the TAM to how large of an opportunity is and on and on and on all these stuff that, that are, you know, are, are taught in business school. They're wonderful. I'm so thankful that I've learned it all, but sometimes it's really good just to follow your heart and just do something that feels right and, and benefits others. And as weird as it sounds, 
um, you know, hopefully it all works out and you can figure out a way to make a living doing just that. And so my approach was, was exactly that. It was very flipped of all the other um, businesses I've created in the past. And thankfully um, it's worked out nicely. Yeah. It's that leap that you have to take. Right. And, and it's, it's, I'm so glad you're talking about this because, you know, you don't know what's on the other side once you make that leap. Right. I mean, there had to be a moment where, and maybe there wasn't, I don't know, where all of the doubters, you know, what they were saying may, may have crept up a little bit because it's some, I mean, there's no safety net here. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I talk about this with, um, sort of, I guess you would describe them as sort of like mentees a lot. In my opinion in this is, I guess there's a few things. One is if you live a life where like you never take any risks, you're just going to regret yourself when you're 50, 60, 70 years old. So you might as well take some shots and try things. And then also this day and age, it is the easiest time in human history to be an entrepreneur. You can, there's Existing technologies everywhere. I mean, think about it. You can build a site on Squarespace for like $9.99 a month. You attach it to Shopify and you can sell a product in like 24 hours. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah. And you just post on social media and create some cool content with this thing that we all have. Right. And so the reason I bring that up is because I don't like it's one thing to open a restaurant and, and put $250,000 and that's, that's a risk and that's a big risk. But, you know, with technology these days, you can fail so cheaply and so fastly or so quickly, I should say, that I don't view it as, as a failure. I view it as just trying things. And that's been my mentality since this whole thing started is I just view everything as a big test. And so some things work, some things don't, but you know what? We're just going to keep trying. And ultimately the, my only North star is to raise as much money as possible for charity through the game of golf. And so whether we succeed or fail, like we're still succeeding in my opinion. Right. right. Yeah. I, I think, you know, and I don't have to tell you this. I mean, that that's the right attitude to have, right. I mean, regarding something like this, I mean, even just hearing, taking that risk. If you don't do it, you may regret it. I mean, those are things that people say and take for granted a lot of times, but when you actually live it and you actually live those words, that's an entirely different feeling altogether. Yeah. And, and I can just tell you that the, the past nine months since I've been focusing on this full time, I don't feel like I'm working. I mean, I'm having conversations with you know, some of some organizations and people that I've always dreamt of having conversations with. Plus I'm talking about it in a charitable aspect. So I don't like, honestly, I would do this even if I wasn't making any money because I'm having so much fun. This is, this would be like a hobby for me and I'd hope I'd happily do it. Um, it's a benefit that I can also um, make a little bit of money. I'm certainly not getting rich doing this, uh, but make a little bit. Um, and, and certainly cover my overhead and, and spend an absorbent amount of time growing this community and this platform. So let's talk about the platform a little bit and some of the, uh, the, the brands and people that you've met and talked to and collaborated with. So when you go out to the yeah. website, again, listeners, it's memberforaday.com. You're going to see a lot of different things on there. And, you know, just as an example, one of the efforts that I just clicked on randomly here is off their plate. And, 
you know, again, it's a, it's a charitable effort. You know, you're going to be able to help people in your respective community or a community you're not even a part of, but one that you can become in this instance. What are some of the ways or some of the groups that you work with in your time so far? Yeah, the list is pretty extensive at this point. I mean, I, the la- last count we've worked with, I think over 15 nonprofits. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely been some large ones. I mean, American Cancer Society, the first tee of Savannah, the Savannah chapter. Um, you know, we raised $217,000 for the American Cancer Society. We raised $141,000 for the first tee of Savannah. Those are definitely the you know, the eye-catching ones. I mean, I always like talking about the first tee of Savannah one because two years ago they had to shut down due to lack of funding. Mm. And in six days, we raised more than their entire 2021 annual budget. Wow. So like that, like that's, I love that. But I also, you know, when I got into this again, wasn't looking to start a business. I have a very soft spot for small grassroots nonprofits, mainly volunteer driven. And um, I'm going to be working with a group called Round of a Lifetime. We're launching um, a fundraiser with them later this month. By the time this auction, by by the time this episode comes out, I'm not sure if the auction will be completed or not. Um, But they're a perfect example of this. They are um, kind of Make a wish for golf, if you will. Uh, they it's it's run by I believe a group of seven guys, one hundred percent volunteer based. Uh, they lost a friend uh, to an illness. He was a huge golfer, and so they fund um, mainly children with um, life threatening illnesses uh, to play a round of their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And um, you know they only raise about fifteen twenty thousand dollars a year total. And, you know, we're going to, they, they, we got connected. They have some really great rounds of golf. I mean, Oakmont, Caves Valley, uh, Congressional, I think maybe one or two others, uh, Old Memorial. Mm-hmm. And so there's a chance that, you know, this isn't going to be, you know, the biggest one by far and away, but there's a chance that in a week we raise their entire annual budget. And that's, that's the stuff that I love. Um, and that's the stuff that, uh, really makes me feel fulfilled about the, the platform that, that I've created. That's just fantastic to hear. And, and some of the courses you just mentioned, I mean, let's just be clear for the listeners. I mean, these are, these are absolutely rounds of a lifetime courses that you are involved with. So you mentioned Oakmont and a few others. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we definitely play at the upper echelon of the spectrum of golf. And what I mean by that is, you know, yeah, like we, we auction off rounds at, you know, kind of middle of the road private courses, but the ones that really generate the most amount of fundraising and ultimately what I'm most focused on, like I said before, is raising the most amount of money through charity, through the game of golf mm-hmm. are going to, are going to be at the higher echelon, right? I mean, you think about the, the, the round that we've auctioned off for the most money to date was around with Ken Griffey Jr. at Grove 23. Mm, like I saw that one. Pretty good combination, right? Sold for $22,000. Um, just a lot of money for one round of golf, but it's also a lot of money for charity. And so, yeah, uh, you know, we're, 
you know, I'd say the overwhelming majority of the rounds that we auction off are either, you know, top 200 golf digest or top 200 golf week, modern golf week, classic or best in state. They're pretty much all in that list. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously if any of your listeners are interested in playing those kind of courses, I'd like, you know, for them to, for think that member for day is sort of synonymous with allowing them the chance to, um, have those sort of round of a lifetimes all the while supporting amazing charities. And that's, that onus is on me and my team to make sure that we are only working with the best nonprofits, the ones that have the highest ratings on GuideStar and Charity Navigator. And we really take that onus um, seriously because that's really important to us as well. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's, that's a, a really important thing that you just mentioned because, you know, just, just to, again, stress, yes, people who are, getting involved, who are making bids, who are involved in these auctions to raise money for charity. They're trying to not only get onto uh, a golf course that could be a once in a lifetime event, but the main priority is to help the nonprofits and the organizations that you're working with. And so when you go through something like this and, and when, as you've seen it grow, and then if you go to the website, once again, listeners, memberforaday.com, you've raised over $750,000 I mean, you mentioned earlier, there's got to be that moment where, wow, what we built is just, I can't believe it's grown this big. But how do you also kind of personally or with the people you work with stay at that level to say, you know what, let's remind ourselves why we're doing this? It's a really great question. I actually um, listened to a podcast a couple nights ago um, that I recorded right after that COVID auction. So back in June of 2020 for that exact reason, because, um, and that's, that's what's so cool about podcasts is they're evergreen. They live on the internet and it's like a moment in time. And so you can go back and be like, what was I thinking? What was I saying? Right. Um, so I, I'm conscious about that all the time. I think, you know, where we're really focused on, if you think about going forward, is it's it's my opinion that listen raising a lot of money for charity is super important it's the lifeblood of nonprofits it's it's priority number 1 but my opinion is that in the charitable fundraising space there's not as much transparency as i'd like to see and what i'm really focused on going forward is creating really compelling content showing the impact of where that money is going right? Because it's one thing to raise $100,000 for an organization. It's another thing to say, hey, remember that $100,000 that you all helped raise? It went to you know this well in Africa and you know now these 3,000 people have fresh water. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where my mind goes You know, if you think about where we're, we're, we're going. And it, again, it just, it all comes down to that you know, my North star of being focused on raising the money. And I think ultimately that's what my audience wants to see is that this money's not just like going into some bank account and it's paying salaries. Like it's really going to make the world a better place. So we're really focused on, on that. It's good to have those moments as well, where you kind of remind yourself, like you mentioned, it could just be listening to a podcast. It could be just, you know, reading a, a, a road sign for crying out loud. Um, the follow-up that you receive from the organizations that you help, do you stay in touch pretty, pretty regularly? 
Yeah, I do. Um, and it's cool because then I get updates on what they're doing with the money that we raised. Um, one of the organizations is called the Hart Brothers, um, pretty moderately sized um, Boston-based organization that helps um, heart failure patients, not only dealing with the cost during, but also then ongoing afterwards. And um, yeah, they pinged me last week. They just signed um, leases, subsized leases for two apartments in downtown Boston so that heart failure patients would have a free place to stay for their families, right? Because these people are traveling from all over the country and their wife, husband, kids, you know, they might be in a hotel for two weeks in downtown Boston and they can't afford that. So they get to stay in the apartment for free. Um, and so, you know, just, just seeing that, hearing that warms my heart. And in turn, I, you know, I get to share those stories with my audience and community and say, again, remember that money we raised, this is where it's going. And it's really impactful and helping families that really need it. So we have a lot of, uh, golf course workers, owners, pro shop golf pros who may be listening to this and thinking, well, I want to get involved. What's the best yeah. way that they can do that? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think, um, you know, ultimately, you know, we're a classic two-sided marketplace. So on one side, we have the bidders who are interested in these, in supporting charities and accessing these once in a lifetime rounds of golf. And then on the other, we have the nonprofits who are looking mm -hmm. to fundraise. And so those are definitely, you know, the biggest parties. Um, but as it relates to, you know, golf industry folks, golf course owners, golf course superintendents, you know, it's really important for me to get my message across to them to, so they understand what I'm about and what the platform um, and what we're looking to do. And I think, you know, you asked what, how could they get involved? You know, the COVID auction is a perfect example. When I launched the first COVID auction, I had 20 golf courses. I threw it out on social media. By the time we closed the auction, I had 48 golf courses. Hmm. So 28 of those golf courses came from people around the world who just said, this is awesome. I want to support it. So what I say to people like that is if you see an auction or a campaign or a fundraiser that we're working on for a mission that's important to you, reach out. And we can always add more rounds of a lifetime, more once in a lifetime rounds of golf um, to support those causes. And that happens all the time. And that is like the most incredible thing that someone who doesn't know me just says, this is amazing. I love this. I love this mission. I want, you know, I'm a, I'm a member here or I work at this club. I want to donate it around. Great. Awesome. Awesome. And, and listeners, you know, so a call out to you specifically, folks. I mean, you're hearing this. Eric and his team have created just something that is not only going to make the difference in someone's life and many people's, by the way, in a, in a very real way. It's also a great way to give back. And I know that a lot of people like to do that. I know for the exact reasons that you just outlined, people might have, you know, hey, let's get involved. I'm at this course. I am part of this uh, nonprofit, you know, like you said, those two areas, they can meld together very nicely in member for a day. And once again, the website is memberforaday.com. And so Eric, you know, we're right up against the clock here. And I know that we're going to be keeping in touch a little bit more. What would you say is a parting thought 
for our listeners, whether it be something that you want to get out, a, uh, a challenge that you're working on right now. Basically, I'll leave it open to you. Yeah, I think the the message that I'd like to share is that I think for a lot of my life, I thought of business and life as black and white, as two separate parts. Um, and it wasn't until I started doing something that I was really passionate about, did I start to say, no, it's just gray. It's all the same. And what I mean by that is that, Adam, if you met me at a sporting event, if you met me at a gala, if you met me on a basketball court, at a golf course, I'm the same person. And that's because I no, I no longer think of member for a day and my work as any different than anything else I do in life. It's just another part of my life. I go to the grocery store. I clean my apartment. I work on member for a day. It's just part of the equation. And that has been such a freeing feeling because now I just like, like I said before, I don't dread work. I, I love doing this kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, I think that's, that's been a really important learning lesson for me and one that um, I hope others um, would, would or be able to get there at some point in their lives. Yeah. You know, I got to say uh, the, the happiness I hope this isn't too deep, but the happiness just kind of exudes off you when you talk about this stuff. I could see what you're saying. I can see yeah. it in you. Um, and, and I got to tell you, that's pretty inspiring. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Once again, listeners, that's Mr. Eric Sedrance. He is the uh, creator, founder, let's say founder of, uh, <laughs> of memberforaday.com. Go out there right now, folks. Listen, we talked a lot about a, different, a lot of different things in this episode, Eric and I, and I think, you know, at least for me, a few of the things he just mentioned really struck a chord. You can make a difference. You can get involved. You can help people in a very real way. We're not talking about, you know, uh, just uh, one-time things here. We're talking about making a contribution to society in a way that's really going to help a lot of people. And memberforaday.com is just one of those ways, but a really darn good one. Eric, I really appreciate you coming on to share your story today. Absolutely, Adam. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.